Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Peace and blessings, family, and welcome back to another episode of Heal with Angelica Waters podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And on today's episode, I have a guest joining me today, Mr. Kadrick Jones, life coach, as we'll be discussing today's topic, three dimensions of purpose. Mr. Jones, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm honored to be on your show, Angelica. Uh, It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Praise be to Allah, brother. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, before we get started, do you mind letting our audience know just a little more about you? Yeah, I am a retired pastor, uh, and I'm also a life coach. been a life coach for 14 years now. Uh, And then uh, I also am a corporate trainer. And so uh, I've been doing corporate training for about uh, 15 years. So, um, you know, that's me in a nutshell of married to my beautiful Godiva chocolate wife, Deborah Michelle. Uh, We have three sons, Christian, Christopher and Kyron, and uh, they're all adults now. Uh, And so we are excited about, again, being here with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. Thank you again. Now, let's get started on this powerful topic, three dimensions of purpose. Now, let's just define what is purpose. Purpose consists of the central motivating aim of your life. For example, like the reason you get up in the morning. Purpose can guide life decisions, influence behavior, shape goals, offer a sense of direction, and create meaning. So that brings me to my first question for you, Mr. Jones. Please explain what the three dimensions of purpose is. Yeah, so uh, when you look at purpose, and I love the definition that you gave, and, and there's a there's a, another uh, part of that. It's, it's the reason for which something was created. Uh, and the reason that it was created to to do or be right, and so if you 
because we're called human beings, not human doings, right? Mm. So it's the being that comes first. So uh, if you look at, you know, what we're called to be, uh, and I believe that everyone has, first of all, a uh, a, a general purpose, right? Mm. Uh, the prophet Micah, he says, he said, I've told you, old man, what is good to do righteous or, or do justice, uh, to, to walk humbly before your God, uh, and to love mercy, to be merciful unto people. So, so those are the general things to, to be, to do justice, to make sure that we are making sure that justice is being served on behalf of others who can't speak for themselves. Mm. Right. And, and to love mercy. Meaning that we are we're walk to walk in mercy towards others when they trip, when they fall, and to be able to assist them, to help them get up, and then to walk humbly before God. So that's your general purpose. That's everyone's purpose to serve mankind and to honor their God, right? But then you have the second dimension, which is seasonal purpose. Right. Uh, The Kohelet in Ecclesiastes, he makes a statement. He says, for everything, there is a purpose. Right. For everything created under heaven, there is a purpose. Right. And a time and a season for everything. And so we have to make sure that we are uh, understanding the seasons that we're in. Mm-hmm. Because there, there are various seasons that we go through in life, various vicissitudes that we go through in life. And, and those seasons may be comfortable. They may be uncomfortable. For instance, right now, um, you know, my, my wife, her mother just passed away. And so in this season, I'm called to to comfort my wife. I'm called to 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 help her navigate through this this season of her life. And so uh, in the in the last season of my wife's life, she was her mother's caregiver. Right. Mm-hmm. And so so now that that season is shifting, you know, we have to figure out, OK, what does this next season look like? Uh, so so that you have seasonal purpose. But I also believe that for every individual created under heaven, there is a particular purpose and a specific purpose that God has created them for. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no doubts about it. I believe that there's a specific purpose. And I, I think that many times people feel hopeless to even find out what their purpose is, or people don't even know which way to go in order to determine what their purpose is. But I believe that everyone has a specific purpose. So you have the, the general purpose which is to serve mankind and honor your God. The uh, seasonal purpose, which shifts with the various vicissitudes of life. But there's one thing that does not shift, and that is your specific purpose. The reason why you were created in the first place. Wow. I love how you got you put that together. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Now, um, you mentioned the last purpose of our, um, I want to say our God-given purpose, our initial purpose. Why is it hard or why do you believe that it's hard for someone or just anyone in general to find their true life purpose? Yeah. So I believe there, there, there are two things that we need to consider. The first thing is um, trauma. You know, that that stems from our childhood. 
So there, there are different things that happen throughout uh, our formative years. That, and and your, your last two guests talked about it perfectly. Things that happen during our formative years that, that hinder us. They, they begin to form us. David says, I was shaping in iniquity and sin and does, does my, did my mother conceive me? In other words, there were some things that happened while I was in the womb. And there were some things that happened when I came into the world that began to bend me and shape me. And, and it's like um, a, a plumber uh, who, or a jackleg plumber who goes in and manipulates the pipes, right? So that a person can flow in a direction that they were not intended to flow, mm. right? And so if they're flowing in the opposite direction than that, what they were created to flow in, then there's confusion. So, so I think the first thing that there's, there's trauma that, that sometimes happens from the womb, sometimes happens as I'm growing and developing. Mm-hmm. And the exactly. other thing I think there is, is that even if, if my trauma is, is not great, sometimes it's the comparison game. Okay. Right. If I'm comparing myself to somebody else, or if I'm always saying I want to be like them, or I want to be like them, it's like a fog. I shared it on another podcast uh, earlier, well, over the weekend. It's like a fog that clouds our judgment, clouds our reality, clouds who we really were created to be. So, so when you when you think about fog, right? Uh, If you're driving a vehicle, most people think that maybe I can turn my brights on and I can navigate through this fog. But really, what happens when you're driving through fog? The fog lights, they don't just point straight out and do high beams. They point up. The Mm. reason they point up is because they have to go up in a direction to be able to give you an advanced notification of what's coming ahead. And you can see through the fog a lot clearer. And many people, instead of uh, trying to navigate through this fog of comparison of what other people are doing or, or how people are functioning, we're looking around, but we should really be looking up to the person who created us. And so because when we look to our creator to determine our purpose, then we can figure things out a lot clearer. Right. It's just like, you know, you, you have a phone or you have a camera or you have a computer. Uh, if you can't figure out what's going on from all of the troubleshooting, generally, you're going to call back to the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. to find out what's going on. It's the same thing with purpose. If I don't know what my purpose is, I need to go back to the manufacturer, the person who created me and begin to ask them, what did you put me here for? Oh, you said it right there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can definitely understand that so much. I believe that once I was able to get reconnected back to God, I seen life so different. I felt like I've been, I felt like I was so disconnected for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was, I felt reborn being reconnected again and then being able to actually do the things that I love and do the things that I believe that God called me in for. So that was a beautiful analogy. I love that. I love how you put the fog. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now, how can one stay motivated 
in their purpose? How can you stay motivated in your purpose? That's a mm-hmm. very good question, Angelica. Uh, because many times, you know, even if I am, am, am looking up, talking to my creator, even if I am uh, getting healed from my trauma, it becomes a process. I have to become intentional mm. uh, in in maintaining my purpose. It, it's what one of, in one of my coaching programs. It's it's the principle of tenacity, right? So so I have to first of all become excellent. Uh, and to be excellent means that that I become superior, and so superiority. I can't be superior uh, over anyone else doing anything but being me, Mm -hmm. right? That's the only thing I can be superior over anyone else in because no one can beat me being me, Mm -hmm. right? But if I'm going to be me, then I have to begin to remove all of the layers of my life and get back to that blank slate, and so one of the things that I tell people to do when if, if they go through my coaching program, one thing, thing I tell people to do is, is I tell them to think about yourself and imagine yourself that if your parents were never your parents, if you didn't have the failures that you had or the successes that you had, if you didn't have the assets that you had, if you didn't have the family that you had, if you, you didn't have the job that you had, if nothing else existed but you right now, what would that person look like? And it's hard for people to do that. And, and that's why you have to be tenacious in removing all of those things so you can begin to look at the person that remains after everything else is gone. Even if, I, if, if my children were not my children, if nothing else existed but me and God right now, what would I see? Oh, I would think a ref- think you'll see yourself, a reflection of yeah. yourself. Yeah, you would you would see yourself. You would see the, the unadulterated pure version of yes. yourself. And you have to start from there and begin to build. Because most of the time, if I ask a person, who are you? Most of the time, they'll begin to say what they do for a living. They'll begin to say who their mother is, who their father is. They'll begin to say who their spouse is. They'll begin to say, I'm the mother of uh, this child or, you know, this is what my degree is. And But none of that has anything to do with who we are. Those mm. things help facilitate who we are right. and we have become. But if those things never existed and and God did me like he did Adam or God did you like he did Eve, what is at the core of who we are? (laughs) And that's where we have to start. Wow. I love that. So being able to start at the core is, I believe, you being able to know yourself know thyself and within knowing thyself that's getting reconnected back to your creator yes oh wow and 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 (laughs) we're created in the image and likeness of god exactly when moses asks okay who do i say sent me he says say that i am sent you 
And so we have to get back to our I amness. Who am I? Right? Who am I at the core? And begin to affirm who that is. Because if we can't affirm who we are, we can't expect anyone else to do it. We, we can't wait on anybody else to affirm us. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible says, we believe, therefore we speak. Right? And so it, I'm going to say what I am. And nobody's going to determine or dictate to me what I was created to be or who I'm, I'm created to function as, but God and myself. And if I, if I allow other people to do that, then I allow them to form or create a, a, a false idolatrous copy of who I am. Oh, yes, exactly, exactly. So I feel like that kind of like when you explain the um, just the idea of what if you wasn't what if your you, your parents wasn't around and it was just you and God like that was that'll be the only thing that you will be able to look at and be able to kind of form some type of belief just mm-hmm. from that in your purpose. Now I'm young and um, being young, a lot of us, we don't, we don't really talk about God and we don't talk about our creator. Um, and I see that, you know, a lot of times that we have a lot of young people that are, uh, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety. Now within that, um, how does how does how does one learn how to get reconnected back to their creator? That's a very good question. You know, I remember um, when I was, you know, on my journey, on my wild journey, right? Uh, when I was in my uh, late teens, early twenties. Um, and, uh, I, I had all of these things going on in my life. I was an alcoholic. I was a porn addict. I was, uh, addicted to, uh, to, to sex and, and I objectified women. Right. And so, um, I got to the place to where I knew there was something not right. And everyone gets to this place because we were created with, I believe a God gene. Yes. We were created with this God gene and this hole that says something has to fill this. Mm. Right. And I was making good money. I had plenty of money in my bank account. Um, I didn't have to worry about anything. Uh, You know, I was I was good with people. Uh, You know, people knew me, but there was something missing. Mm. And so. The only thing I knew how to do is really call out and say, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. Right. I I didn't I didn't uh, you know, you know, even though I grew up uh, believing in in Jesus Christ or grew up in church, rather, Mm -hmm. I I didn't I didn't call him by a name. I didn't uh, do any of that. I just said, God. If you're real, reveal yourself to me. 
And I can remember specifically being in a place to where I was on a ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean serving in the Navy. And uh, I was out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And, you know, uh, most melanated people don't know how to swim. (laughs) And so and so I was ready to end it all. And so I said, I said, this is too much. Uh, The pain from my childhood, having been molested as a child, having uh, come from a broken home, having uh, grew up and grown up in poverty and and all of these things going on in me. And and I'm I'm, I'm just at a place of breaking. And I didn't know how to deal with the internal emotional pain. Uh, And and so. Uh, I said, God, this is too much. I'm ready to end it all. And if you're not going to reveal yourself to me, then I'm done. And so I got ready to jump off the ship and the ship took a turn, flipped back over, threw me up against the side of the ship. And then God began to reveal himself to me. I went and and I, didn't, I didn't go through the process to where uh, anybody catechized me and told me, about the Bible. I didn't I didn't go through anything to where anybody told me what to believe. It was a place where God found me, began to instruct me and tell me who I was, began to tell me what I was created to do and began to walk me through a journey. Yeah. And people have to begin to appreciate the journey. Yeah. And you don't you don't get messed up about the journey. You don't get messed up wondering, okay, what if this or what if that? No, just appreciate the journey because he's going to always lead you. He said, you know, if you call on the Lord, you're going to be rescued. You're going to be brought out, right? And and so I began to to uh, um, you know worship God and honor God and serve Him. Uh, and you know, my, my personal faith is and belief is in Jesus Christ because. When I was, you know, at my lowest, nobody came to, to rescue me. Nobody yeah. even knew I was in my dark place. And and then when he came, he found me. He wasn't a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus either. Right? <laughs> let's, let's let that be known. <laughs> right. He wasn't a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus. But but he, he was a real being, a real spiritual being that mm. came to me and found me and began to talk to me about my identity. Right. And told me who I was. And, th- and that's that's where I believe it, you have to get to the place to where you really want to know who God is for yourself. Ooh. Nobody else can want it for you. Exactly. Right? And, 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 you know, uh, sometimes, you know, there are some instances where where we don't necessarily want to 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 take the risk. And, and God just comes in, takes our hand. And he says, OK, let me just walk you through this process. Yes. And we appreciate the journey. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, wow. I can definitely, definitely relate to that so much. Um, I was, when I was dealing with uh, my pregnancy, I think that was, that was a time in my life where I called out to God the most. Mm. Um, It was a time where I thought I wasn't going to make it. And it was just one time I was just like, God, just help me get through this. The stuff I was going through, I was like, oh my God, this is a lot. And I didn't have anyone to talk to. So I definitely believe that when someone is at their end mark, 
and you call on him, he will show himself. He yeah. showed himself to me. And like ever since that, you know, all I want to do is be righteous because that's like you said, that it's, it's, it's in our DNA to right. be righteous. So you were saying how you felt something was off. You had this, you had this going on and it was good, but it was something just wasn't right. Yeah. And I feel like there always will be a imbalance when you're disconnected to your creator, disconnected to yeah. God. So, oh my God, that was beautiful. And I'm so glad he kept you here. Cause yeah. you, you got a purpose. Okay? Right. And we right. all have a purpose. Yeah. And so, I realized that my mm-hmm. purpose is, is to help other people understand what their purpose is, mm. you know, and, and that, that didn't become clear until years later. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, you know, and when I found that out, that, that happened in just a, the strangest way. I just felt God telling me to bring nine people into my home, nine young, young adults into my home and, and just walk them through a process. At that time, I thought it was mentoring, but, you know, walk them through a process. And at the end of that process, every last one of them knew what their purpose was. Ooh. Every last one of them began to walk in that purpose. Every last mm-hmm. one of them began to be sick. And I said, now, God, is this real? Did I, <laughs> am I, am I be- pretending this or imagining this? Mm-hmm. And then I did the process again and I've duplicated the process over and over again for the last 14 years. And so I know that my purpose, you know, uh, you know, is to really help people find out what their purpose is. Yes. And break free from uh, this this rat race that we're in mm-hmm. trying to be like this and that and the first this and the first that but just really being who we were created to be without apology ooh unapologetic yes yes I love that like yeah. being I believe that we we're all here honestly to be an assistant to God to get his people back reconnected to him. So with you going through what you went through, and sometimes it takes us to go through heavy stuff in order to wake us up and get us re- re- reconnected. And that just makes me think about like how sometimes the things that we go through, you know, he doesn't put us through anything that he doesn't believe that we can bear, but he knows why he's doing this to you so like you said earlier just trust the process and you were you trust that process and you were able to you probably didn't help thousands now you've been doing this for 14 years so yes that's beautiful like um i listened to a lecture and um they were stating how saving one person's life is like saving millions so we think saving life is just like a physical thing. No, just your story, right, Mr. Jones. Just right. you just going through what you went through and then sharing your knowledge of what you went through and how you got through it. Yeah. Ooh, yes, yeah. I love you know, it. What, one of my, <laughs> my my mentors, Alfonso Montgomery, he 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 makes he makes the statement all the time. He says some lessons other people shouldn't have to buy. They shouldn't have to pay for. 
you should be able to let them borrow your lesson so they won't have to pay the price. And I believe that this is one thing that we, I, th- I think we as uh, black people a- in America should do better. Yeah. Because often we we get out of straits. We get out of poverty. We, we get out of that lost state. We get out of um, uh, ignorance, right? Yeah. And, and so we get to the place to where um, we feel liberty, but we forget that we're not liberated or redeemed just for the sake of being liberated or redeemed. We're liberated so that we can go back and get other people so that they don't have to fight as hard as we had to fight. Exactly. They don't have to go through as much as we had to go through. We have to begin to, to facilitate other people into a place to where they can receive freedom. Our entire history teaches us that you you don't just get out and just leave other people in. Okay. If you get out, you go back and rescue other people. Yes. And so so that's why I use my testimony, I use my platform to make sure that I'm not being so selfish and self-righteous that I forget that there are other people who are struggling just like I was. And if I ever forget, and that's why I always tell my story, because if I ever forget my story, it's easy for me to look at other people and say, well, why are you not doing it? Why you can't do this? Why you can't do that? But if I, if I remember my story, I'm going to always watch this, be merciful unto others. Ooh. Because God showed me mercy. Yes. Backed up, messed up state. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Being able just to be merciful because you know God was merciful to you. And we need it. We need yes. it. Our people yes. need that mercy. You know, I you know, I I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because um even with me being in this new state of mind and you know, having God at the forefront of my life and looking at just some of my peers I always go back to that that was me I didn't want to listen so that makes me not how can how what would that word be um selfish you know it makes me not be selfish it makes me not think um uh, too highly of myself humble myself a little bit because I was I was right. there too I was there. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please show your support by donating today for more free and powerful content just like this. More info to donate will be listed in today's show notes. Now let's get back to today's episode, Three Dimensions of Purpose. Now, Mr. Jones, I wanted to know, can knowing your purpose in life actually help you aid in your healing journey that you're on? And I want to say that in regards to um, if you're going through any mental, physical, or health issue. Yeah, I believe that it can very much so because once you you know your purpose, um, you want to protect that. Ooh. Right. Once you see that 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 person that you were really created to be, 
you want to care for that person, right? And and once you know that, and you 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 have that sense of caring, then you have to begin to put things in place to care for for that person. Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes that looks like going to therapy. Yeah. Right. Sometimes that looks like changing your habits, your behaviors, uh, eating healthier. Sometimes it looks like not putting certain things in your body because you know what it's doing to your body. Sometimes it looks like getting knowledge and understanding, right? Because you're caring for yourself. Because here is the thing that that we do most of the time um, is that we will begin to have this self-discovery and self-understanding. But then you can be guaranteed that when you get to that place and you begin to operate in that place, you have certain people and certain things and certain even uh, hidden agendas that are coming to try to throw you off track. And you can be guaranteed that that's going to be the case. Uh, But you have to learn how to set boundaries um, for for what I call energy stealers, because there are things that will come to try to steal all of the energy and the life that you have to where you don't you you start giving from a depleted place. Ooh. But if I don't learn how to take time to put stuff in to heal me to get healed, right? Because if I'm fighting from a wounded place. And I have unseen enemies who see me not caring for myself. They're going to come and find my vulnerabilities and take advantage of my vulnerabilities. Right. And so I can't allow that to happen. When I understand my purpose, I'm going to do everything I can to protect that person that I see. Yeah. While at the same time, having in mind that once I get healed, I have some people I have to go back to. Reach. Yeah. And so I fear for myself and care for my purpose so that I can make sure that I'm healed and whole so I can go back and get others. Ooh. That's like filling your cup. Make yeah. sure your cup is full. Right. Make sure, ooh, yes, yes, yes. You said that there. Oh my gosh. Just being, having to keep yourself and protecting your energy. Because like you said, there are people that can deplete your energy only because they don't, they don't even know their self. Yeah. So when you're in a... And then, like you said, once you're filled, that's when it's your... Like you said, go back and get your people and help yeah. them fill their cup. Ooh, yes, Mr. Jones. I love it so much. Now, I do have one more question before we end today's show. I would love to know what advice do you have for anyone who is struggling to find their purpose? The and and I'll go back to to this thing. Give you a little exercise to do. That is get yourself in a place in a quiet place. Um, you know, to where it's you, you're in a place of solitude mm. and close your eyes and while you're closing your eyes begin to pull back all the layers remove um, because we, we try to identify ourselves by 
people, things, uh, experiences, environments. But get yourself in a place of solitude, close your eyes, and begin to remove all of the layers. Who your parents are, who your siblings are, where you grew up. Remove all of those things from, from around you. And then picture that person. And, and many times, not in, and even remove all of your, forget all your failures and successes. And look at that person. And when you get to look at that person, you will become so excited about what you see. And I would encourage you to take time to write down three to five attributes that you notice about that person that you see. And after you write down those three to five attributes, then begin to say, okay, God, what do I do with this? Ooh, I'm definitely doing that exercise. I'm going to, I was actually about to do it now while you were saying it. <laughs> I said, like, let me get to a more solitude ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That was so beautiful. Mr. Jones. I just want to thank you again for joining me today. And discussing this well-needed topic, Three Dimensions of Purpose. I would also like to give a special, special thank you to my amazing audience and Healing Tribe for joining us today. I pray today's episode was informative and valuable to you all. Also, be sure to give us your feedback, share and subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any upcoming episode on your favorite podcast station and or on your on my YouTube channel Hill with Angelica Waters podcast to get the message out to those in need of healing also if you are ready to start your healing journey please join me in a one-on-one in my 12-week intense heal yourself coaching program centered around you taking your power back embracing the healing power that is already inside of you Link is in the description to sign up as well as my new release ebook, Heal Yourself. I will also leave information in the description so you guys can all get in contact with today's guest, Mr. Cadrick Jones. Cadrick, I'm sorry, Cadrick. <laughs> Before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for today's audience? I just want to say again, thank you, Angelica, for inviting me on the show. And I encourage everyone to continue to follow Angelica. Uh, and, and I believe that you're going to be uh, someone who changes the lives of so many uh, just by your testimony and just by you walking in your purpose and bringing this content to the world. And so thank you all again for listening and, and bearing with me. And I hope that something was said or done that impacts your life in a major way. Thank you so much, Mr. Jones, for that. I love it. Thank you so much. Praise be to a lot, God. And again, I want to thank my healing tribe for joining us today. And we'll leave you guys as we came. Peace and blessings. <laughs>